welcome back to the second series of The Wellness Breakdown with me, Eve Kalinic, And me, Rose Ferguson. This is the podcast where we examine and test out the latest health trends and find out if they actually work. We have so many people coming into our practice and asking us about the latest health trends. We thought we'd put our money where our mouth is and take on some of these challenges and report back to you guys. In this new series, amongst others, we will be looking at the benefits, or not, of microneedling, keto diets, how to set a good sleep hygiene routine, and navigating the supplement world. As usual, Eve and I will be setting ourselves challenges to test these trends out. But we are also going to be inviting some special guests this season. And if you would like to brag about the latest fad you've got going, or even try to challenge on the podcast, email us at info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk or you can simply contact us via our Instagram page at thewellnessbreakdown. Thank you to those of you who have already subscribed. If you haven't, please click the button so then you'll always know when a new episode is out. One of the questions we always get asked is what supplements do we really need? Yes, it's true. It can be such a minefield with supplements, many of which we don't actually need at all or ones that simply don't work. And this is why we are delighted to have Lima sponsoring this series of the podcast. Lima is in a category of its own when it comes to supplements. Yes, indeed they are, Rose. Their patented, proven ingredients helps with mood, sleep, performance, mental focus and beauty. And it has 10 different ingredients, most of which you cannot get from food, which means Lima can be an add-on to a balanced diet. It's actually different to other supplements because they dose at the same levels as clinical trials and it's all absorbed by the body. The real difference is that they combine proven science and technology to help optimise the human body that sets them apart from most other supplements on the market. Well, Eve, it feels like a lifetime ago that we did the Christmas special. Gosh, it feels like that was such a long time ago. And in fact, I think you had to basically carry the the mantle, as it were, for that episode, because I kind of chipped out due to COVID. So I think you've sort of got your own back on me this uh, this podcast season, Rose, haven't you? I feel like this happened last season too. So maybe yeah. the Christmas special was just, for, you know. You seem to be getting away with going out and drinking alcohol and enjoying nice glasses <laughs> of wine whilst muggins here is ketoing and good knows whatever else. But um, I do think it's the time of year, isn't it, where, you know, people thinking more about trends or wanting to get healthier. And- yeah, I've definitely seen clinic at this time of year, you know, the people thinking about getting ready for the beach and I know it sounds so cliched but it is people are about to take their clothes off and get lighter with what they wear and I suppose that brings focus on to what's underneath the layers and layers of winter clothes yeah you and I are not about all of this extreme stuff and you know we want to kind of present a balanced view here on the pod that's the whole point of doing it but it is a nice um lead into what the challenge that we're going to be discussing this week well I set Eve a challenge of doing two weeks of the keto diet. It's a diet that is basically shifting our fuel source from carbohydrate and glucose to fueling us through ketones, which come from fat. People talk a lot about ketosis. Now, ketosis is when you hit a certain amount of ketones in your blood, then you are considered to be in ketosis. And that means that you're using ketones for your fuel rather than glucose. So basically you're using your fat stores for energy and that's why it's been linked to weight loss. However, there is very little amounts of scientific studies around ketogenic diets for weight loss. Now, 
I think I have to be really clear here. The only form of keto that I would ever advise anybody to do is what I call healthy keto. I mean, it's almost verging on paleo, but with less carbohydrate than a paleo diet. A paleo diet, for those of you who don't know, is very much grain-free, but it's not carb-phobic, which keto, if you're doing a full strict keto, it is pretty carb-phobic. Anyway, so I went to Eve with this challenge and I said, Eve, I want you to do, you know, up to 50 grams of carbohydrate. So you would hit a very low ketogenic state anyway madam over here so don't be too sympathetic towards her madam over here came back to me and said but that's not keto rose that's not proper keto and she wants to do the like the proper keto which is 10 to 20 percent of protein 5 to 10 percent of carbohydrate 70 to 80 percent of fats and so any moaning that I hear was self-inflicted young lady <laughs> well yeah kind of but then I don't want anybody on the pod saying to, like that I did this half-heartedly you see right and um there is a difference like you say between very low carbohydrate and keto and I think the other part of the keto diet if you're following it to the letter like you say is the high amounts of fat that you also have to have so it's not just the very low carbohydrate it's also like really high amounts of fat true intuitively i've always been a bit wary about it um mostly because it's such low fiber and because you get all your fibers from carbohydrates so you know as somebody that's really passionate about gut health that was my kind of major concern in terms of the diet itself okay so i'm dying to hear how you got on So here I am, day before starting my keto challenge, and I'm having a coffee with a keto creamer in it. So I'm starting as I mean to go on. I've done my macro assessment, as it were. Um, So according to this, I need to aim towards 145 grams of fat, 23 grams of carbs, and 117 grams of protein. So that is very high fat, pretty high protein, very, very low carbohydrates. I mean, that's actually less than my croissant that I have a few times a week. So this is going to be really interesting. Um, I've also got a blood ketone monitoring system to kind of check as I'm going along if I am actually in ketosis or not. And I realise there's actually quite a lot of planning with this. So I'm back from my keto shop and I've got a few things here, some like little bite things, bars, granola. I've got some um, bread, some porridge and some crisps. Um, I would say that this was really expensive, these products. I mean, I get it because the ingredients are quite expensive, but it's not necessarily sustainable price-wise. I would also say that there's a lot of these products have got erythritol and stevia sweeteners in them. There's a bar here that doesn't actually. They're using chicory extract. So day one of my keto diet, and I've just had a breakfast out. Normally would have had a nice side of sourdough, or something like that. In fact, they were very much dangling the carbohydrate carrot in front of me, but I ended up having smoked salmon and scrambled eggs and weirdly thought I'd be hungry, but I'm not. So I'm day two of my keto challenge and my sleep last night was a bit weird. Like I didn't feel like I really properly rested, but I feel like um, reading the side effects that sometimes that can happen. I did test my ketone levels and I am about, it says I'm producing um, trace amounts of ketones. So I use the blood monitor test. Just about to have this ketogenic nut bar. 
which has got some inulin in it, which is going to be good for my gut because it wasn't that it wasn't happy, but it was a bit like, what the hell's going on here? Because obviously my microbes are not used to having little amounts of fibre, actually. I'm feeling really cold now and just my mood's really low, which is not like me. And I wouldn't say that I'm hungry. That's definitely not happening. But I am missing those carbohydrates. Maybe this is part of the transition of it. But yeah, not loving this kind of feels really counterintuitive. I just had a big spoonful of double cream to make myself feel better. One week down, I feel like I just had the hardest moment in this week. And that was passing my favourite patisserie, Patisserie St Anne on King Street, who do the most amazing croissants. And my Sunday thing is go to my Pilates class at Frame and then get a croissant. And I had to just walk past. And it was... I almost caved, frankly. So how am I feeling? I would say I'm still waiting for this, like, focused concentration to kick in. I just feel a bit not satisfied but I guess that's what carbohydrates do for you right so I've just measured my blood ketone levels on the ketone device that I've got here and it's saying that I am in optimal nutritional ketosis which means my body's using is burning fat for energy it also says well this is on the website that many people also experience optimal mental and physical performance at this level. But I have to tell you, I went to my Pilates class this morning and I found it really tough. I mean, I know there's that thing, isn't there? There's that keto flu that people have and I am only one week in, but I'm yet to see any sort of significant benefits. I know people use this for a bit of weight loss and maybe I might feel like I look a bit leaner, I think that's probably just because I'm not having the carbs and there's more water than anything else. So I have completed my two weeks on the keto challenge. In terms of how I'm feeling, I really didn't actually notice much of a shift, maybe marginally better concentration and focus. I did notice that my gut definitely wasn't moving as it normally would. And that's largely due to the low intake fibre. But that's it. I'm done. I'm dusted. On to the next challenge. (laughs) I sound like I'm obsessed with, like, croissants. Yes, but also knowing you so well, this way of eating is so not for you. Talk to me about the double cream. Yeah, well, to be honest, that bit I didn't mind so much, but it was really hard getting up to that amount of fat. Like I did find, well, the combination of keeping within the carbohydrate limit, but also that amount of fat, like I found it challenging. I found myself just really fancied like an apple or something like that, but Mm. I was like up on my carb limit for the day so ended up having spoonfuls of double cream for me the idea of that amount of fatty foods like cream the the feeling of it in my mouth is you know horrible it's a horrible texture yeah how did you get on with it for you is it something that you could stomach well yeah because I like cream so (laughs) but I'm not sure I like just spooning it out to be honest with you it's also amazing whipped. <laughs> I thought if I'm going to do this for two weeks, I'm going to fully immerse myself. So I went and did like a bit of a recce. 
on like keto products and stuff like that I actually didn't find much in supermarkets because I think it's still quite niche but also because they were so expensive so I thought well let me try and create some like keto I went online I found some like keto dessert so like whipping cream is absolutely fine you can have that all day long so that was quite nice but then after a while you just get a bit sick of it you know like I just wanted some sugar really like I guess that was it the carbohydrates I wanted a bit of fruit and yeah one day I was having tofu a tofu stir fry because I quite like doing that and that kind of racked up my carbohydrates so then I had to really think about the vegetables that I was putting with it and it just felt really not intuitive and you have to be so meticulous in the planning to make sure that you fit within that carbohydrate quota for me it was 23 grams of carbohydrates that I had to eat a day and it was something around 175 grams of fat whilst I was keeping within the carbohydrate bit I wasn't always meeting that fat amount no and just for just for listeners to understand what 23 grams of carbohydrate is I think it's worth noting what a croissant is because the croissant seems to well, be obviously the croissant is the benchmark of the whole a focus <laughs> yeah so like basically a croissant would take me to that's about 26 grams of carbohydrates so like the tofu for instance, the serving of tofu was about six grams um even like what i would normally have in terms of my greek yogurt that was about eight or nine grams so you can see how it's really easy to get to 23 grams i mean the only things that don't have any carbohydrates in them would be things like double cream and creme fraiche and stuff like that so that's why I had those basically in my fridge the whole time and and oils and things like that you know coconut oil olive oil but even like nuts depending on the nuts you're having like cashew nuts are actually quite high in carbohydrates and also I think people always think that animal protein doesn't have carbohydrate um but protein can be transferred into glucose or ketones in the body you know so fats are the one that you know you're safe with in a ketogenic diet although steaks are zero carbohydrates though rose so I had a few steaks which was that was nice I love a ribeye <laughs> so that I could have a loads of butter um but that's what I'm saying but no ve- or very little amounts of veg like even the broccoli I was like oh god I better not go over that amount of broccoli so that was a bit weird yeah what, what could you give us an idea of what you were eating actually for breakfast lunch and dinner on an average day I'd say eggs were my go-to in the morning like scrambled eggs lots of butter and oh no actually I did try some keto waffles one day they were okay what were they made of peanut powder in it I think some almonds no did it have ground almonds I think it might have done there was a bit of psyllium husk in there good quality fiber so helps with your gut Um, and then there was a sweeteners in there um, for sure I think it was erythritol in that one lunch would be some mackerel or some chicken because I did a roast chicken so I had some of that oh I had burrata a few times as well but always having to stick to kind of these low carbohydrate vegetables so mostly green vegetables Mm -hmm. celeriac was actually quite low in carbohydrates I had that a couple of times and then in the evening similar-ish thing to lunch really just maybe a bigger portion and then in between that some of the granola a keto granola and a keto porridge so I did try a few of those products in the bars which were fine but like so a lot of these products that I noticed have a lot of things like stevia and erythritol in them we know that things like stevia for sure can impact on on the gut microbiome or our gut health as can erythritol I mean one of the side effects of both of those is looser bowels so who knows like longer term what those 
sweeteners do. We like I say, we don't really know enough about them. But like, I mean, super expensive rose. I bought this bread, and it had like you know, it was mostly ground almonds and eggs, and you know, the ingredients are expensive, but it was something you know, insane, like six or seven pounds for this keto bread, and so. I did actually make my own sort of version, which is actually on my website. If the listeners want to go and make it, which was a kale bread. I normally hate kale, actually, but it was nice in this bread. So did that with fried egg. (laughs) I was quite happy to find out because as both you and I do enjoy a nice uh, dry martini, that that was actually low carbohydrate. So I had that a couple of times as well. And I did have a few days where I had a glass of wine. But then it was like, if I have the glass of wine, then I can't have anything. I would really love to know a little bit about your, your the physical impact it had. If you've got low fibre, it will tend to, you know, in theory, everything will slow down and your bowel movement might suffer and you might suffer with gas, I don't know, or, you know, or burping. How did you get on? Yeah, so I think my gut was like, what the hell's going on here, love? Um, <laughs> I do think my digestion was definitely not as productive, but... I think what's interesting about our gut health is that our microbes are quite quick to adapt. And whilst I didn't have a lot of vegetables, I was mindful to have, you know, seeds and nuts in there. Yeah. Like I say, you know, somebody that's passionate about gut health, I did find that a little bit concerning that potentially if I was doing this for much longer, like how would that affect my microbiome, um, which are all the microbes that live in our gut? Because we know that you need as much diversity in the sources of fiber that we're taking in. And so to just be reliant predominantly on nuts and some vegetables, but not have that broader choice of veg, like for instance, things like the starchy vegetables. So sweet potatoes, beetroot, carrots, you know, those were really quite high in their carbohydrate content. So on a keto diet, it's, you know, you'd have to kind of limit them a little bit yeah I want to know about your energy levels and you know your brain fog if if you had brain fog so I was really concerned that I was going to feel hungry and wouldn't have that satiety level and I think on day two or three I did mention in the notes that I was feeling a little bit like lackluster mm. um because I think there is something intrinsically satiating about having carbohydrates but like I did feel like in the first couple of days that I was really cold I don't know I just felt a bit bit low because a little bit of a kind of carbohydrate it does have an impact on things like potentially our serotonin levels and mood and things like that so I think it's just a bit of a it was a bit of an adjustment period well glucose does it has an effect on your dopamine which makes you feel content doesn't it and uh, yeah so that's what carbohydrate would do but you're asking your body to change its fuel source I think it's really important to say that keto the keto diet actually came about for people with epilepsy and it's still very much used for that and actually has had huge amounts of scientific data on that side of things but like anything you know it gets some marketeers behind it sorry to sound like a bloody skeptic here (laughs) and then it's marketed as this like really like you know oh this is the new diet when actually like Rose and I talk about it's not really about eating low amounts of carbohydrates or low amounts of fat because the low fat diet is one we grew up with, with our mums doing all of that stuff. It's just about food quality. Yeah. Because really, when you look at the data behind it, there's not that much to back it up. And you think a lot of people are doing these diets and not really even digging into that side of things. Yeah. I mean, also, the reason people lose weight on a ketogenic diet is because if you do a ketogenic diet, you're not eating crisps, you're not eating cake, yeah. biscuits, chocolate ice cream 
milkshakes. I mean, it's just so, it, you know, if you take well, that you could out, just be spooning in double cream. Well, you could be spooning in double cream. That's true. That's true. But you know what I mean? You t- you're taking out a whole world of crappy food. Yeah. That of course you're going to lose weight because you're eating, you're not eating all that processed shit. Yeah. Doing anything like this, it gives you a different perspective. And look, you know, we are asked about these things often in our clinic. So it's important that I did the challenge to really dig into it in, you know, the literal sense and do it myself. So I think that I've learned a lot from it. And I would definitely take that as positive. Well, well done. You sound like you did an, you did an amazing job. Thanks, pal. So right on to the next challenge. <laughs> um, don't want to give too much away now, but it will be you on the next episode, Rose. So okay, have you got any clues for me about um, what you've got lined up? Well, let's just say Rose is the proverbial adrenaline junkie. So I'm flipping the switch on that so let's see how she gets on (laughs) that actually makes my heart sink when you say that I'm like oh no it's been really nice to be back and as we said earlier we'd love to hear from you whatever you're talking about whatever fad diets you're doing so do get in touch with us you can email us info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk or you can go through the Instagram at the Wellness Breakdown and direct message us. Yeah, and just think about this as kind of, I guess, a group of wellness nuts coming together, discussing the trends and fads. And like, we really want to hear what you guys have been up to. You know, suggest some challenges for us to do. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, tell your mates, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Bye.